You are now listening to Confessions of a Go-Getter podcast, and I am your host, Jerrica Burns. So just in case this is your first time tuning in, let me just say welcome and thank you. I believe it's important for you to know that this is a community full of go-getters who are self-motivated, resourceful, and using our gifts and talents to serve our community and live our best life. Periodically, yes, we have our stuck in the struggle moment of life, but we are flexible and resilient, and eventually we find our way to bounce back. So this week, I want to find out how doubt has interfered with your goals and dreams. Has doubt been that elephant in the room for you, keeping you from becoming the best version of you? I know for me, most definitely. And I wanted to pull just a small little excerpt that I found from yahoo.com. And this was in regards to Kelly Rowland, a moment of uh, transparency that she was able to show with a contestant from The Voice Australia. And Kelly says that she recalls running herself in circles trying to set herself apart from Beyonce. She says, I would just torture myself in my head. Like, I can't wear this because they're going to say it looks like B. Or I can't have this song because it's going to sound too much like B. They're going to compare anyways. So for those of you who may not be familiar with Destiny's Child, let me just tell you guys, this was one of my absolute favorite groups of the late 90s, all of 2000. I mean, they just were killing it. Writings on the Wall was my absolute and still is my absolute favorite album that they've completed. So just imagine, Kelly is a part of this amazing group. However, she's in a group with Beyonce. And I doubt there's anyone who's not familiar with Beyonce, but if you're not, just Google her. I mean, literally being a part of something. And it was an elephant in the room for her that they were always going to be compared, even though she was a part of something amazing. Like Destiny's Child would not have been amazing without Kelly. So I want to share a definition with you, and it's a word that I really, really want all of us to become very familiar with, and it's called imposter syndrome. According to dictionary.com, it is defined as a psychological pattern of self-doubt and the face of evidence to the contrary, like that voice in your head that tells you you're not good enough. So think about that, right? In our minds, we say we are not good enough, but in reality, we are. We could be killing it just like Kelly. Killing it like Kelly, okay? I think that needs to be a hashtag. But for whatever reason, or for the sake of imposter syndrome, we still have this doubt. And I really want to connect the two here. What Kelly says, she realizes at the end of that statement that they're going to compare anyway. And the other half of that definition of imposter syndrome recognizes that it's a voice in your head. So I pretty much want to share that that voice in your head has to be disposed. You have to let it go every single time it starts talking to you. It literally makes me think about that game called Whack-A-Mole, where every time the mole pops up, you literally have to smack it down. I believe self-doubt erupts because we are so focused on everyone else and everything else. And unfortunately, when we focus on everyone else, we neglect ourselves and the people who are waiting for us to show up. There's literally an entire community waiting on you to serve them with whatever it is that you're ready to give them. 
And then I have to honestly take some time and just think about some of the influential people that we've lost over this past week and how they've impacted our history. So first, let me just say rest in peace to Reverend C.T. Vivian and the iconic Congressman John Lewis. And I want to just take a moment because for me, I always have to reflect and put things into perspective. And as I saw all these images floating around of Congressman John Lewis, I couldn't help but think, what if John had said, nah, I'm good. I'm going to sit this one out because he doubted the outcome. Now, don't get me wrong, I believe John absolutely had doubts because he's human. But I believe that John allowed his vision of victory to become entangled in his decision making. So here's my confession. I've always worked really hard. I was that friend that you already knew what I was doing when you called me or when you texted me. Working. Yes, sometimes two jobs. And I know that I get this hustle from my mom because she would work two or three jobs sometimes to make ends meet. So of course with this pandemic and being unable to find sufficient work in the industry that I've grown up in, I had to start brainstorming. How could I continue to fill my own cup? And one thing keeps knocking. I couldn't help but think, what if I had finished school? What fundamentals would I have learned? And what other completely different, out of the world sacrifices would I have made? And let me just pause, because I know some of you may be asking, wait, what, you didn't finish school? No, because I was too busy working. My desire to be independent really took over continuing my education. I'm sure many of you can relate. But what I will say is that I am a product of saying it's who you know. Honestly, I've been able to walk into an establishment, meet a few people, come back, talk to a few more people, and land a new opportunity. Sometimes I remember waitressing and having customers leaving me their business cards, offering me positions to work for them just because of my service and knowing how to take care of people by anticipating everything that they needed. But just a few months ago, all of that didn't even matter. To be totally transparent, I felt ashamed and it was my elephant in the room. Now it was time for me to anticipate what does Jerrica need to fill her cup? So ultimately, I re-enrolled into a university this summer. Shout out to Oglethorpe University. And let me tell you, this first week of classes was an emotional roller coaster. The amount of assignments for a summer session after being out of school for years, plus trying to balance my normal life as an adult, had me on edge. I literally started thinking, girl, you are crazy. Why are you doing this to yourself? This is too much. You are too old for this. You need to just withdraw from these classes and go have a seat. <laughs> but I didn't withdraw. I just simply buckled down. And I'm so happy that I moved past that doubt. And yes, I cried. I cried knowing that I was moving into a new season. But in that time, it's such a conflict. It's such an affliction because it's like you versus you. I just ultimately don't want to live a life of what ifs. And I don't want to live a life that I am allowing doubt and fear to defeat me. So if you have an elephant in the room, address your doubts about why you are not slaying that dragon. And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not saying you have to go get a four-year degree or your master's or your PhD. School is not for everyone. But just think about it. Where would you be if you stopped doubting yourself? Are you too focused on everyone else? 
and what they will think. Or maybe you're too focused on your past failures. Listen, your past is your past. You can't go back. You can simply only move forward. What I'm ultimately trying to say is just don't move forward in doubt. Move forward being determined. And with that being said, guys, I would love to share an excerpt from The Four Agreements written by Don Miguel Ruiz. And it's from chapter five, Always Do Your Best. When you do your best, you learn to accept yourself. But you have to be aware and learn from your mistakes. Learning from your mistakes means you practice. Look honestly at the results and keep practicing. This increases your awareness. Doing your best really doesn't feel like work because you enjoy whatever you are doing. You know you're doing your best when you are enjoying the action of doing it in a way that will not have negative repercussions for you. You do your best because you want to do it, not because you have to do it, not because you're trying to please the judge, and not because you are trying to please other people. So the moral to the story is to always do your best, no matter what. If you're doing your best, then it'll save you time from doubting yourself later. This concludes this episode of Confessions of a Go-Getter podcast. And if you've enjoyed these episodes, please rate, review, and share this podcast with everyone you love. Connect with me on social media, Facebook at Confessions of a Go-Getter podcast, also Instagram, Confessions of a Go-Getter podcast. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to Confessions of a Go-Getter podcast.